Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back into our multiverse. We're back. We're back. Fresh from Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> Took a quick trip this week. Had a lot of fun. California. It was awesome. Uh, long, long overdue trip for us. Definitely. So we, we missed a lot. So we tried to get a little bit refreshed on everything, you know, caught up on everything, and we'll talk about the things that caught our attention. I'm a sure. lot of different directions in our multiverse today. Oh yeah, you know, we gotta address some of the some of the things that happened and Seahawks cuts, Cam getting cut, injuries in the NFL. We'll preview the first the Thursday night game, but we'll do the rest of the games next Saturday. Can't wait uh, to get back into those. Yes. Once again. I think that's the funnest part. I was thinking about that, like, not just the previews, but then, you know, the uh, the post-game, you know, that the aftermath, the week after yeah. we really break, you know, what we liked about each game and going over all the results and player performances is always a lot of fun. Yeah. Because, you know, football's the best, so you can do that better. You can do it with basketball, but... You know, they play two, three games a week sometimes, and then... it's, a, it's a, It could be a lot. Yeah, you just... It's hard to keep track of. Unless you're doing a podcast, you know, multiple times a week, you know, which a lot of people do, then it's too hard to do that for or the there's a, Or like they're solely focused on basketball, so... Exactly. We don't got that kind of time. We do that. <laughs> but uh, Jalen here? Damon here. And yeah, welcome back. We'll... We got a lot of wrestling to talk about again because wrestling, wrestling is just on fire right now. And MCU talk we could be a talk... very interesting weekend in wrestling. Yes, got to talk about our experiences at Avengers Campus. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we'll throw that in with the the Marvel talk since you know. Kind of and correlates. the Rise of the Resistance ride, we're going to throw into that too. But <laughs> but yes, we'll kick it off with NFL talk next. All right, so now in the NFL, we are just days away from kickoff, and around this time, of course, preseason games ended, so that means cuts had it's to weird, be made. Too that there's no game, you know, this week three yeah. three games, mm-hmm. and then basically a bye week, you know. Which, if you've listened to me to us before, you know that I hate the 17 week season, but this is one of the ways they you know, trying to convince them it's okay. Like we're, we're going to give you a buy before the season actually starts. And then you get your regular buy during the season. Yeah. So it's weird, but kind of cool. They ant- it helps anticipation, I think. Yeah. But yeah, cuts. Let's talk about the Seahawks first. Cause it's not that there was any, was there a surprise cut? In your opinion? Surprise cuts. Well, I mean, some of them didn't really matter too much because, like, they brought him back on the practice squad. Yeah. But, like, Phil Haynes, you know, they initially cut him and then they brought him back. But I was very surprised that they did that with him. I thought he was going to be a guy that was going to be locked up, at least as just one of the locked-in backups. Yeah, exactly. For our line, along with, you know, who else is going to be backups, like Jamarco and, like... 
Cedric probably. And Stone. And Stone. Right. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I think they just, they were worried about the other guys getting picked up and they weren't so worried about him getting picked up. Like sometimes yeah. that's what it's about. It's like, no, you had a good camp, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> imagine having that conversation with a guy like you had a good camp. We don't think anybody else is going to like you though. So we're going <laughs> to cut you, but we're going to re-sign you to the practice squad because though we love you, I don't think anybody else does. <laughs> I do think the one big one that caught a lot of people off guard was Penny Hart. Because yeah, everything they only hurt. kept four receivers. Yeah, that was the big thing. You you only kept four receivers officially on the roster. It's like four receivers and what, three linebackers? Or was it four yeah, linebackers? I think three technically, four if you count Taylor. Right, because they have him listed as an end. But just yeah. when you first look at it, you see that. But yeah, the receiver thing, like you said, was really weird. I'm like, only four? But they brought Hart and Fuller back on the practice squad. Yeah. But did they... They didn't, or Sewer's not on the practice squad, is he? He's hurt. That's right. He's on IR. Yep, that's right, that's right. Yeah, that was another thing, like Burkirvan, because of the linebackers, him being hurt, he would have made the team. Yeah. So some of the stuff, you know, I know a lot of people, well, I shouldn't say, because we were gone and I didn't read a lot about it, but I do think it was kind of weird when you looked at the structure of the roster and you saw, you know, like even the corners, there were only a few, you know, yeah. And the the fact they kept Trey, that got a lot of people like they kept Trey Flowers, why? But then you know you still <laughs> You know have... me I, that's exactly what I was saying. Oh yeah, but you know, then they, they had traded for Sidney Jones, which we love that move. Yes. You know, go dogs. I remember <laughs> we, I still remember the draft. We wanted man. them to get any one of Buddha, um Kevin King or Sydney. And they didn't get any of them, even though they had multiple chances. And so now we're getting Sydney in. I know some people say, oh, he hasn't done anything. I, hey, look, I think it's definitely worth a shot, and he'll be better than yeah. probably most of the other guys we got. But DJ's got one of the s spots for sure. Yes. The question is, is who's the other starter? Is it Trey? I really, I have a bad feeling they're putting Trey out there. He won't and I last hate long. it. Look, I want Trey to be good. I'm not, you know. Well, right. You always hope for the best. But, man, you just, you're so nervous. Like, how can you not be nervous? I don't get, like, it's, it's such a weird philosophy. Like, they put these guys out in the preseason, and then when they talk about them and, like, how they're doing, it's almost like they don't consider the preseason sometimes or Pete. At least, like, all I hear from Trey Flowers when he talks about him is how he's having a strong camp. And then I watch the preseason game and game, and he's still garbage. And I'm like, and dude. Then, and then Witherspoon, you actually saw him make some plays, and they traded. Yeah. So it's really like, weird. What? They definitely, you know, we all remember the Case and Williams situation and how <laughs> he played so well in the preseason games and everybody, but then when he got cut, it was like, oh, well, McAvoy had a better camp. And I'm like, yeah, sure he did. Like, I, I still don't like that one. And I mean, McAvoy did nothing for us, but no, McAvoy you know, was. I know Case and Williams didn't really do anything in the league either, but still, like, I still thought it was wrong. And you don't know what's going on with this situation. I can't say that they were wrong about Witherspoon because at the same time, they were still all playing against backups and nobody right nobody took hold of the job 
And so when you do that, they're going to go with a guy that they drafted, that they believe in, even though we as fans are kind of like, and who's been in their system specifically for, exactly. for a few years. They see, they still feel like there's enough potential there. So I'm going to just hope for the best in that situation. Just everything that they did, you know, I said with the linebackers, Taylor is keeping gonna... three quarterbacks. Also, yeah, that was weird. I didn't understand that one. Now, did they end up getting rid of Geno? No, they got rid of the other guy and signed someone else. They got rid of, was it Mannion? Yeah, they cut him and signed somebody else. Really? See, I didn't even know that. <laughs> I think I had something because I, I saw that right they here. cut a veteran, and I'm like. But I thought they just... Yeah, they cut Mannion and they signed Jake Lutton. Wasn't that the guy who was the Cardinals quarterback? Uh, Maybe he was there. He was just recently on the Jaguars. I don't remember if he was on the Cardinals or not. I but... don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't get the reason to keep three quarterbacks at all. But at the end of the day, all of it, I just kind of look at like, it's just the beginning of the season. And so what's this it? There's going to be so many moves and there's so many guys like on our practice squad that, you know, we could use like Penny Hart. And I thought Fuller did play good. So, you know, yeah, when Fuller we need cool. that fifth receiver, you can just bring him up from the practice squad and, you know, and there's guys out there and, you know, they're going to be making moves. It's just the beginning of, you know, a 17 game season where they're just looking at it right now, week one. And so I'm not worried about any of the things that they did. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be too critical of any of it. We're just going to wait and see. Yep. At the end of the day, I mean, we don't know how it's going to work out until the ball snaps. There's no controversy like in, you know, well, I don't necessarily think it's a controversy, (laughs) but everybody else thinks the Cam Newton situation is a controversy. And I'm like, if you only, if you played 15 games, if you started 15 games at quarterback and you only threw eight touchdowns and this was coming off, this was supposed to be like this prove it year because nobody wanted you and all this stuff. And then the Patriots signed you and you only threw a touchdown. I don't care what you rush for. Do not care. You're a quarterback. You started 15 games and you threw eight touchdowns and you're supposed, and just because of what you did in the past, we're supposed to be like, Oh, he's above being cut. I'm not worried about the vaccination situation. If everybody, if we're, if that's the reason or excuse, like, first of all, if the coach wants you guys to get vaccinated, like for example, uh, Zimmer mm-hmm. in Minnesota, yeah. like if Zimmer cut Kirk cousins, I don't think people would blow up about it because everybody hates Kirk cousins, right? <laughs> not hates them, but they just are like, you know, he's definitely overrated, but when it's cam, it's, you know, everybody wants to make it a race thing, which look, race plays a factor in a lot of different situations. I don't necessarily think it does in this one. No. I just don't think that Cam is, again, nobody really tried to sign him last year and then the Patriots did it. Does everybody not remember that? I've never seen people come to the defense so much of a guy who threw more picks and touchdowns in a season. <laughs> well, and he's he also, like, we can do the whole his teammates love him, but his demeanor and stuff after games. Like that's always been a questionable thing that everybody has questioned. It's all the same people who are defending him now on Twitter. You know, well, they might've defended him before, but there was twice as many going, look at this and look at this and look at how he wouldn't dive on that ball after the game and look at how (laughs) he pouted after games and da, 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 da. Like there's all these negatives. Like he's a talent. He should be on a team, but 
I don't think he sh he's a, any guaranteed starter. I don't necessarily think they should have cut him, but if they, but I understand from the point where if you were going to name Mac Jones the starter, people were going to flip out the same way. Yeah, they're that's going to be kind like of what Mac I was thinking. Jones over Cam, so they just decided, well, we'll just cut him. It could have been about the vaccination thing, but if the coach is like, look, I want, I don't want this to be an issue. I want everybody vaccinated, and you say no. And they cut you. Well, hey, that was your decision, in my opinion. You chose not to do with the coach who's trying to get everybody on the same page. And he wants the quarterback, the leader, to back him up on that. And that leader is like, no, then he's going to cut you. <laughs> like, yeah. It doesn't matter what the reasons or what race or anything. So I don't think that has anything the, the race situation has anything to do with that. I think it's all COVID probably does, but, but more importantly, I just think he's not great anymore. He can, he can win you games more with his legs and you know, he can, he's one of those guys that you want as a backup and he can come in and he can catch some of that old magic for a game or two. Yeah. You know, and that's great. But, Cause then teams had to adjust, so like it, he takes advantage with his legs usually. Exactly. Kind of so, from. so he deserves a spot in the league, no doubt. But is he a guaranteed starter anywhere? No. He has to go in and fight for his job. And if he's gonna lose it, and it's gonna create a situation like cutting him did, you know, then it's like you might as well just cut him. You might as well. That was the whole Tebow thing. Remember, teams didn't yeah. want Tebow because it created a circus. And then it was like, if the starter played bad, then people were going to say, "Why isn't Tebow Tebow Tebow?" That's the Cam situation. If he is the backup, people are going to be like, anytime the starter does anything wrong, especially if it's a young guy, well, why didn't Cam get in there? And why didn't you do this? Why? And you don't want that, you know, unless you. I mean, some. Some teams do. Some players do want, or coaches do want that competition aspect where you're like, yeah, you know, you better look over your shoulder. <laughs> Some guys need that. But rookies, you usually don't want that situation. You don't want Mac Jones feeling the pressure of Cam behind him. But yeah, at, at least that's, you know, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. Like, I think if you've got your starter like a Russell Wilson, then it's just stupid. Why would you bring anybody like that in? You know, mm -hmm. but when it's a rookie, I'm like, yeah, you want a veteran behind him because if everybody's on the same page or you're, and, or you're the coach and you're like, well, I don't really care. This is who's starting. You shouldn't care. But I'm just saying that I know a lot of people don't like the circus because that's what happened with team. I remember that all the time. Anytime that anybody, when the Jets had him, it was a circus. And the Patriots signed him, oh, the circus. And it was like, well, then people worry about that too much, so they don't do it. So that's this whole Cam thing is just, it's a circus. And so he's going to have a hard time getting a job until, you know, a team, unless a team doesn't care about those things, which good luck to him. Much I believe he deserves to be on a roster, definitely, but. I'm not surprised he was cut. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't see why it was that big of a deal, but anyway. Yeah, me neither. But uh, I don't think there was a lot of other cuts that I was too surprised about. Nothing that, nothing that stands out. But an injury, yeah. a few injuries. One of the big ones that happened 
I, I believe it was pretty close to after we did that pod, probably like the day after uh, J.K. Dobbins yeah. went down with an injury and he's he's done towards ACL. And well, we talked about the preview and we talked about, you know, the Ravens and me feeling like they weren't going to win that division. And now I really don't think they're winning that division. That's a big blow. He was, if we're going off of expectations and everything, he was poised to be, you know, he was, but last season he was kind of, you he know, was coming splitting on. carries. Yep, but he because, was coming uh, on. Yeah, Ingram was still there and, you know, he had a good season, so. But Ingram's gone and, I mean, I know but that. Like he was, I can't remember off the top of my head who's their other running back. Gus? Yes. And Gus, look, Gus is good. He is good. Really, they got good. They got good running backs so, in Baltimore. But it's still not the same. You know what I mean? So yeah. And you know, with Lamar, that running game is gonna be good because you yeah, have to worry fun. about him so much. But again, it's just not the same. It's a big. Their young guys are getting caught by the bug. Uh, him and the receiver they drafted, Bateman, mm-hmm. both. Getting caught with the injury bug. I don't think Bateman's done for the year. I don't think he is, but you know, a big blow with with J.K. Dobbins hurts a lot of fantasy owners too. Yep, not me though. <laughs> but yeah, unfortunate. I mean, it's just the worst. The preseason ones are really bad. Like, obviously, it it sucks for anybody to miss any time during the season, but you don't even get to play at all. <laughs> like yeah. you got all that, that excitement, you know, for your season in camp and you don't even get to run out there. You know, the first game. I can only imagine day. like you get back into the groove of thing is like, you know, you're, you're just getting into it. You're getting with your guys. You get through the last preseason game. You're like, okay, you're counting down the days. You're just going to practice, getting hype with your teammates back on the same page. And then just snap of a finger and it's gone done for this season i mean you know burke herbin and um ursua and ursua both you know got hurt and yeah it's like they weren't they weren't going to be starters and possible stars like dobbins was this year but i mean like i said burke herbin was going to be on this team ursua might not have been but you know he had a shot so they might have brought him back to the practice squad yep exactly so yeah it's unfortunate but I think that's all really the cuts and injuries, but now we can preview. Well, there was also the signing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We have officially departed with KJ Wright, and he is headed off to Vegas to join the Raiders. Good luck to him. His Seattle tenure is done. I hate the Raiders. Vegas, from baby. The, from the old, you know, AFC West days, I've always still <laughs> hated the Raiders so much. You know, I mean, out of all the, the back Raiders, in your day, the Raiders and the Broncos are the two teams that I still cannot stand from from that time. Like the Chiefs, I, the Chiefs and the Chargers, I never hated. I disliked them, but I don't remember really ever hating them. But the Broncos and the Raiders, oh, I always hated them. So still do. So it sucks, but I wish him all the luck in the world. And I hope that it works out and he, you know, he still balls out, but I don't think that they're going to, they'll be in contention for a, they, they could sneak in the wild card spot, but I don't know. I don't remember. Did I don't think, did I pick them to make it 
only been a week and I already can't remember it. <laughs> I, I don't even remember what you picked. I know. I had too much fun to... at Disneyland, so I'm like, that's still running. I, I my have head. mine written down. I could probably just go back and look at mine, but. Yeah, I didn't look. I mean, I didn't write anything down. I was just going off of, you know, straight off, straight off the noggin. But yeah, good luck to him. And then, like I said, we traded a kilo Witherspoon to the to the Steelers. So, and even though you know he never really played for us, so good luck to him. Hope I hope he works out good. Good for the Steelers. We got a fifth rounder for him. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'll take it. We need more picks than the three we had last year. <laughs> right. But yeah, with that, let's uh, just preview the upcoming Thursday night matchup. Cowboys yes. and Bucks. Opening the season, the defending champion Buccaneers taking on the Cowboys. It seems like Dak's there. It's kind of weird that that's, you know, you're like, why wouldn't it be like, you know, the Bucks against the, um, why am I forgetting who they played in the, the Packers? Mm-hmm. You know, like, the fact that it's the Bucks and the Cowboys is kind of weird. Like, it's not. It's exciting because it's the opening day of the season, but and maybe it's because you don't like you said, Dak's there. Maybe it's like, <laughs> you know, like he. I think he's he playing, starting? but uh, just after the whole injury and everything, you're really concerned. And didn't he pick up like a shoulder injury too? Yeah, he was dealing with the shoulder injury. Yeah, camp, so like so. now he's got that. I'm like, I don't know if he's gonna be like he's there. I don't know if he's going to be on his A game totally. Uh, he said on Friday that he's 100% healthy and has had, hasn't had has had any soreness in his shoulder since returning huh? to practice. So, Oh, all righty then. He's a, he's a full go. I'll shut up. Who's going to win? Well, I think well, we both think the Bucks are going to win this <laughs> Yeah, game. yeah. Coming off the <laughs> win with their, with their defensive line, you know, with their defense in general, with their linebackers too. Who who's gonna stop on the Cowboys? Who's gonna stop the Buccaneers offense? Like? Exactly. Just gonna just gonna get to their you know that Cowboys defense. Yeah, people are hoping it looks better at Dan Quinn and you know uh draft pick Micah Parsons. Parsons, thank you. You know, but is It'll that gonna be a beast, is that gonna look good right away, even if it improves? I don't think so. Against Brady, Evans, Godwin and Brown. But you know, hey, if if their line blocks well for Dak, you know, with their receivers and with with Zeke, you know, but I just think the Bucks they it's too much. Yeah, they're too complete right too now. Much. The Cowboys <laughs> the Cowboys can get there. Like I said, they were my pick to win the NFC East. So that I remember. <laughs> so I think they're gonna get there. I just don't think it's happening in week one, but not right away. But I can't wait. Well, actually, I was gonna say I can't wait to watch that game. But then I'm kind of like, well, it depends on what it's gonna be on, because you know how sometimes, usually the first oh, week yeah. everybody can watch, and then they do the weird stuff because you know we don't have NFL Network, but we have. Oh no, is it aren't all, they doing like Amazon football? I was just gonna say, or is Amazon it all football. Amazon, Amazon Prime, or whatever? Yeah, I think, I think. Well, they always do, but you know, it's so weird because they do a couple games here, and a couple games there, like, or it, it doesn't start until three weeks into the season and so what's the number of episodes okay here's the prime football schedule okay that i mean it says it's the schedule and then there's is that is it that picture do you see that 
Oh, yeah, it is that picture. So, no, it starts in week five. Oh, okay. Week five. Well, I mean, hopefully that just means it's on just, you know, TV. 11, 12. And it's week five through 16. So that's usually what they do. So, so anyway, weird. Sometimes we don't see. All right, that reminds me. They're doing the Nickelodeon game again. Which week? I I think they're doing the same thing. Like they did the wild card or whatever. (laughs) <laughs> I awesome. think they're doing a playoff game again. I'm like, yes! Yeah, my favorite thing about that was Nate was on there, and Nate's the best. Yeah. <laughs> Nate is just one of, like, he's one of my favorite just commentators out there, whether it's just talking on one of the shows or the, you know, play-by-play. Like, Nate's awesome. Like, I've always been a big Nate Burleson fan. Keep up the great work, Nate. But anyways. Football! Football! Man, next week we get to, you know, preview the Sunday games and talk about the first game of the season. Yeah. Can't wait. It's going to be awesome. And Heck we yeah. get to talk about what happened at all out. Oh yeah. So up next, we're going to talk about some pro wrestling. All right. Wrestling, tom- wrestling, wrestling. Tomorrow, AEW brings to you the all out pay-per-view back in Chicago. Of course, some interesting stuff. You know, lined up on the card and just, you know, other potential stuff that could go down just outside of the matches. So let's look over what we got for the card. Um, won't dive into every single match because covering some of them just aren't that interesting. But <laughs> Well, I mean, it's a really good card, but maybe not that overall, interesting to us. Overall, because like the big stuff is like, oh, really big. But like some of the other stuff. Anyway. Uh, to begin, they're holding their traditional women's casino battle royal for the winner to earn a future shot at the women's world championship at Britt Baker. So yeah, there's yeah. Well, wait. There's who's... rumors. Uh, look out for a uh, Ruby Riot or a uh, now going by Ruby Soho to potentially debut in this match. That might be cool. Yeah, that'd be really cool. That that's someone when she got released, I'm like, that'd be a really good get for AEW if they wanted to pick her up. That's my only problem. And and I'm not saying WWE doesn't have their problems with their women's division. <laughs> they Yeah, right. I think <laughs> I think WWE has better workers. They just don't use them right. Yes. And I think AEW, it's not that they're not improving and not getting better. But right now, I mean There there's a select few. Yeah, there's not as many. It's and like so, you got you got Brit. Uh, I I think you could put Thunder Rosa. Yeah, in there. And I'm gonna see or I want to see. Sheeta, I'll put Sheeta in there. Is really up to that, a bit, you know that level mm-hmm. on that stage. We're gonna find out, right? Yeah. And then there's some of the other ones that they're trying to push, but you just don't. I haven't seen them really wrestle much. Yeah, or enough. Yeah, small sample size, you know. Exactly. So right now it's like it's just Brit's division. That's why yeah. Ruby Soho would <laughs> immediately make you go, "Ooh, there's a challenge for her right there." And yeah. that match could be amazing. Definitely. I would love that. Uh and then one of the ones that I could not care less about. Paul White versus QT Marshall. Yeah. This match is going to be terrible. <laughs> it could be good. But No, QT's it's pointless. <laughs> I, I have seen that. The only things I've seen of him is, you know, you know, just his facial expressions sometimes. And like, that's it. Like, I'm like, okay, whatever. 
At know, first in AEW, I didn't even know he was a wrestler. <laughs> That's so funny. They had videos like to promote something or whatever, and he was like in an office with Cody doing something, and he was like wearing like this AEW like polo thing. So I just assumed he was like just a, a guy, an agent or something. Yeah. And then I'm like, he wrestles, and he's wrestled for like over a decade or something. I'm like, how? <laughs> that guy? Yeah. What? I don't Damn. believe it. No way. Wrestlers don't come in all shapes and sizes. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, respect to you, I guess. Like, you've been wrestling for that long, but I just don't want to watch you wrestle, quite <laughs> frankly. It's so funny because, like, anytime that I've told you certain guys that I just, like, they just bother me. Like, I don't see it. I, you always kind of look and at I'm me. And always, I'm always, always like, really? Like, exactly. I, I do and that all the time. time, you're just like, and it's not that I think anything about QT Marshall. It's just, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's a wrestler. Whatever. I, I just, you're I, like, kinda... that guy? <laughs> it's usually the opposite. We kind of flipped the roles there. It's so funny. Uh, and I've never seen him wrestle either. I've just, and I don't really care. I've seen like one match. We'll see what it. happens. Or maybe I have seen it and I just don't remember it at all. Just never a good thing. John Moxley will be taking on New Japan legend Satoshi Kojima. That'll be. I'm intrigued by that match, but yeah, I am. But at the same time, it's just one of those things that it just came out of nowhere. It's a cool come out of nowhere, but yeah. it's just kind of like okay, <laughs> you yeah. Know, like there's especially no... on this card when we get to more of the matches. Exactly. There's so many stories and things like that. And like, if this was on like you know Dynamite, it'd be like oh. Like, that's really cool. Like, on the paper, you're like, it's cool, but I'm trying to look forward to everything else. Exactly. But I'm sure it'll be a good match. Moxley is great, so it'll probably be a good match. Yeah, and then you're putting, you know, the spotlight on a Japanese legend, and you're kind of, you're doing more of that. Like, this uh, just, you know, inner brand stuff where you're just bringing other eyes onto your product, and also there's... The, the, the eyes that were already there are seeing this other product. So it just helps everybody. Yeah. And then we're getting to some championship matches, starting with the TNT championship. Miro is going to defend against Eddie Kingston. That's an interesting matchup for me because, like, I've seen more of both. I know because you haven't really seen much of the Eddie. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't dislike him. Or mm -hmm. anything. I just haven't really seen much. Like, I see so many people love him. And they really hype him up. But every time yeah. I've watched, he's really done nothing but just be there. He's, uh, like, I mean, I heard Miro called him Moxley's sidekick. I'm like, that's literally the only way I know him. Now yeah, because a I lot could... of times you, you're watching, he's with Moxley usually. Exactly. And I know I could always go back and watch on YouTube, but I don't want to do that. Like, like I do <laughs> yeah, that about yeah. people that I know I like. I don't do that to discover guys. I watch the new stuff to discover guys. Yeah. And then if they, if I am really intrigued, I then I go back. So this is, I feel like, the match that's going to show if I'm interested enough to go back and watch anything. Because... If I don't like this match, then I probably will never like Eddie Kingston. <laughs> but if I like the match, it, it'll be something that makes me go, okay, now I, now I need to go out of my way to check out what he did before or watch his promos and things like that. Mm -hmm. So The promos is kind of the big thing that a lot of people hype up, I would say. Yeah, exactly. 
and I don't mind watching promos. I don't mind going back and watching stuff on anybody. Like I said, mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that that you want worth, to. Yeah, like I'm not yeah. gonna waste my time exactly. and then be like, well, this is stupid. Like I watch what I enjoy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, then to get into the women's championship match, we kind of touched upon it earlier. Doctor Burt Baker, DMD, versus <laughs> Chris Statlander, the alien. The alien. She uh, returned from her injury. She's been on fire ever since, and now she's getting a chance at a pay-per-view to take the belt that she will not win. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think she's going to win it, but it really does. This is almost like, remember when, didn't Shotzi fight Io? Yeah. And we were like, well, there's no way she's going to win, but this is to see how good she is, or is she, you know, not necessarily ready for a push, but you just know, like a, she's, a future player. Yeah, she's in the not, division. It's it's the moment's not too big for. Her. Same thing here. Is is the moment not too big for? Her? Does she deliver? And then you're just like, oh yeah, she's, you know, give it however much time, and she's gonna be a star. Mm-hmm. So that's what this is. Like I've seen, you know, a handful of matches like watching Dynamite of her. I think I've seen flashes. Yeah. I want to see her like really put it together. I think like there's stuff like I can kind of pick, like watching some of her matches that, you know, I'm just kind of like, mm, what about this? I'm like, put it all together right here. And, you know, that'd be huge. Yep. And I want to see that. And hopefully it works out. I mean, this is. And you're possibly, in there with Britt Baker. So this is possibly their biggest pay-per-view ever. Yeah. And so, you know, there's going to be more. Eyes. The, this is probably for a certain person going to get the most like buys. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, you've got a lot of eyes on you. So, you know, I don't want to say let them don't, know. Don't drop the ball. Yeah, there you go. That's better. Yeah. Let them know. Yeah. There you go. And then the AEW Tag Team Championship match the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros in a steel cage. And so, this and the World Heavyweight Championship match, you know, they, what they did at the end of Dynamite. Yeah. Was, I watched that earlier today. <laughs> and I'm just like, can you that moment was awesome but like you can really see the lucha bros winning now yeah but you can also just see the bucks retaining but it's like man they're so dirty and despicable and you know i love it i love the elite that that you can that you're it makes you like if you like you you love the elite but then others are like okay i'm sick of the elite you know and that's why that's part of the reason i love it so much because like people see that and they're like another uh, attack or uh, shenanigans. I'm like, yes, yep, <laughs> exactly, and, and it's great. So if you went into it thinking, oh, there's no way, but then you're like, yeah, but they just let them decimate them inside this cage. He's like, you know, they handcuffed him and he's super kicking him in the face, back and forth, back <laughs> and forth, so... back and forth. <laughs> Kenny's like, calm down, calm down. <laughs> and you're just like, man, you can just you you're rooting for, not you. But like other, like I'm rooting now more than I was before because at first I wasn't. Like I was kind of like, I wanted it to be Jurassic Express. Yeah. So I was kind of like, well, Young Bucks might as well retain. But now I'm like, nah, after this, now I'm, I'm pulling for the Lucha Bros. And not just pulling, but that part of you that, you know, that booker on the inside of you. Because yeah. we all, as wrestling fans, we all have that. Everyone does. You know, it. you have it where you're like, well, now it makes more sense story-wise this way yeah. and this way. So you're like, they just decimated them in the cage. So now they got to win, you know? So I'm kind of like, it makes it more intriguing. Yeah. And so now I'm, I'm pulling for the 
Lucha Bros. So yeah, but that it's gonna be a really good. It's match. gonna be so good. I can't wait for that one. But yeah, you got you got the Bucks retaining, right? Ah, uh, I don't know. I think I've pulled after watching that. I've pulled you know a one eighty. It's I'm going Lucha Bros. Uh, I I like my the Young Bucks more, but I I like the Lucha Bros too. It's not. Like when they beat Jurassic Express, that's not like because I don't like them. Like I like the Lucha Bros a lot, and you know, yeah. After that segment, I'm like, you know what? That'd be cool if they won. They do deserve it. Yeah, I think that's happening. I think I think it's just with Jurassic Express. It's kind of like we talked about with Statlander. It's just like it's just not totally their time just yet. Yeah, but they they're, were they're just wait it seeing... out. especially with Jungle Boy being so young. Yeah, they were so just they're like kinda... we got time. Yep, exactly. They were like, you you guys are there in a sense, but you just got to wait a minute. Then we have Chris Jericho, back to non-title matches. Chris Jericho versus MJF once again, only this time. you know, The only reason Jericho got this match was uh, this condition from MJF. If Jericho loses to MJF again, then he's, he's done. He's done wrestling. You know, and it's funny because... Which seems kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's going to lose. Like, I think I yeah. think everybody kind of is like, oh, he's not, you know, he's not done yet. Why would he do this? But then at the same time, you're like, well, what was his contract that he signed? Did he sign for two years? Did he sign for three years? Maybe his contract's up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not like he's young. You know, he, it's not like he doesn't have other things he could be doing. He could just be torn with Fozzie, you know? Like, yeah. He's he's done so many things, hosting shows and just so much. He could just be a commentator. Maybe his... He his, got started on that with the Rampage. He's been commentating on there. Exactly. With, so, which him and Punk on there was pretty funny. It's not above, you know, or out of the realm of possibility that he is just like, you know what, I've... I've done enough. I don't need to do this anymore. It's been fun. I wanted to be a part of this. I was. I was the first ever champion. Great title reign, by the way. Yeah, I, I'm i pushing this new star, and I, this could, you know, it, it pushes MJF higher up. It also makes him a bigger heel. Yeah. But, but if Jericho wins, it doesn't hurt MJF either because he won so many times. Yeah, he hasn't right. lost to Jericho, so and then he can just do heel stuff afterwards. So, mm-hmm. so you really don't know. Like you, you legitimately, you immediately go, "Oh, he's not retiring," because that's usually what you do. You're like, "These guys aren't going to retire yet." It's they retire. You know, none of these retirement matches are real. Everybody <laughs> always comes yeah. back. So you don't even like it in a sense so why do it but you can legitimately see it happening so like i said jericho's got a lot of options he does he's got a lot on his plate so but i do think he's winning yeah it it just doesn't sound like it would be the time for it to be the end yet yeah so i'm like yeah it looks like jericho is gonna get his win back the baby face you know comes on out top Comes out on top at the end, right? Right. Story comes full circle. And then, even though it's not a championship match, probably the most anticipated match of the show. Not for me. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> no offense, but it is very anticipated. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. CM Punk 
versus Darby Allen. Punk, obviously, probably going to be the reason this pay-per-view ends up getting like the most buys. First match in seven years. This is going to be crazy. And I think, I mean, the pay-per-view would have been great anyway. Yeah. You know, but yeah, like you said, I mean, the buy rate's going to go through the roof because of this. And I think, obviously, Punk's got to win, right? Probably, yeah. It doesn't hurt Darby to lose here. And nah. I don't... I mean, I do think it hurts Punk in a sense, but at the same time, you can always say it's his first match in seven years. Yeah. And da da da, da. So you can easily write it off. So it can go either way and be fine. Though. Which makes it kind of even better. But the only thing that really matters is, is it a great match? Yeah. Like, that's the only thing that matters in this match. You're, you're just watching Punk... You're just watching, like, okay, is there is there the rust? You know, how is he? Can he like hit all of his moves still? Yep. Do they just deliver? And yes, if there's any match during this pay per view that has to deliver, isn't it this one? Because like yeah. you said, for almost it everyone, it's the most anticipated match. Mm-hmm. So because of that, it has to deliver. It's like, hey, if the if for some reason like the World Heavyweight Title match wouldn't be the main event. This would be it. Exactly. This would have to be it. Exactly. But yeah, very much looking forward to that. It's going to be, you know, it's been crazy just seeing Punk making his entrances again after all this time. And now we're going to see him do it like with his gear on and everything. I'm like, this is going to be so crazy. Yep. So surreal. It's clobber in time. Yes. And then the probably will be the main event. Of the show, the AEW, <laughs> even the one you're excited for, it. the AEW World Championship matchup: Kenny Omega, Christian Cage, two, the rematch that'll probably somehow top their first match that was great initially. See, that's the reason why I it is my most anticipated because that was a you know a TV match and they, you know, they had more of a time limit type thing. Yeah. Like, you know, this one's going to go longer. This one's going to be even better. They got, it, it was shown that they have some good chemistry, but now they can build on that. You know, you're not going to do, you're going to do great spots, which they did, but you're not going to do as much. This is all out. You're going to, you're going to go all out. You know? <laughs> and then I was already, you know, wondering, like I was initially like, there's no way Christian's winning. Right. Yeah. And then. You know, he he beat him for the Impact title. So I'm like, well, there's a possibility. And then I'm like, nah, there's no possibility. And then they do that tag match thing. And, you know, they're doing the stuff where Kenny's refusing to fight him. And he's scared and he <laughs> Th- Throwing him Brandon And then color. I'm like, yeah, see, now that makes me think there's no way he's winning. And then they did the cage thing. And just like Christian the Lucha Cage Bro, in the cage? Yep. Just like the Lucha <laughs> Bro situation, I'm like, they're decimating them on the go home before the pay-per-view. Now, suddenly, again, I think Christian's going to win. <laughs> so I'm going out. I'm, I know it's a long shot, but I think Christian's going to win. And I don't, That'd be crazy. I don't know how it's all going to go because I feel like Christian's not getting the respect that he should be getting. And, you know, because people want their homegrown guys and everybody's still bent out of shape about the hangman situation and they wanted it to be hangman. But again, it's like, you do this stuff and you because you're trying to solidify this 
company right now. You're really trying to solidify it. And then you want those guys to take it to the next level. Yeah. So, and it's going to happen. But you let these guys get their shine and you let those young guys get the wins over them. Over them. Like eventually Darby, like we said, Darby's probably not going to beat Punk this time, but he's going to beat Punk at some point. Yeah. And, you know, so Christian beats Kenny now. It doesn't hurt Kenny. No, not at all. And it helps Christian. Now, Christian can also lose. I don't think it hurts Christian. But if you if he was going to get a run and a good run in AEW, the sooner the better. Because then you get it out of the way. And now everybody else is getting their pushes and their rubs off of Christian, you know, after after whatever his run would be. So, And plus, I also think because nobody believes it's going to happen, partially because of what always happened to him with WWE, that if he wins it, then more people are going to get behind it. I think if he loses it, it's just the WWE situation all over again. And people are kind of like, when it would happen, it would. nobody's going to expect it. I think this is the best time. They've done a great job with the elite being so bad and them carrying yes. stuff for so long that now you put those belts on other people. I think it. all of them, that's why, again, that moment on Dynamite made me think they're not none of them are going to have belts after this except for Anderson and Gallows but even they're going to lose. No, Kenny game. still has uh, the AAA one. Well, yeah, but I mean that but I was mainly talking about the the AEW belts because Anderson and Gallows have the impact, You know but yeah, with his character the... though, he would start breaking out the AAA belt just to Oh yeah, exactly. just to keep bragging and stuff. Exactly. So yeah, I'm going Christian. And of course That'd I'm going to I would be shocked. Anyway. And I'm that'd, ready that'd be, be a shocked. moment, right? Like that'd be a that's that'd why. be a moment, you know? That's why. So it's like, I mean, it's hard to pass up on a moment, right? Exactly. I think I, and if it's a great, and I believe this is going to be, I think it's going to be the match of the night. I think I think the cage match is the only one that legitimately has a chance to be yeah. better than this match. I agree. And so when it's such a good match, the pop's going to be huge no matter who wins. Yep. So and then because they're, they're both just that freaking good and coming so. off of the punk match, everybody's going to be hyped and then they're going to deliver like oh like you said the moment like and if he wins it like yeah I'm going Christian and I think it would be great. The match is going to be great no matter what though. Yes, you, you're going Kenny. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think Kenny's going to hold on. That's I'll put that down. I'm not against that. I just I I it's going to be a great pay per view. I also wouldn't be surprised if we see Hangman return. Speak, I was like, speaking of moments, yeah, like maybe he, Kenny retains, but you know, and then the that music hits, yep, crowd goes moment. nuts, and Hangman just attacks Kenny. Or maybe he comes and he does some sort of a distraction. Yeah, during the match. Yeah, because of all the antics that the elite do, maybe they do try something, and Hangman comes down and makes the save. Yeah. To help Christian win, either either one of those is going to be great, no matter what it is. So I think most people most people want the Kenny to retain and for him to come out moment, so they get their feud going back up. Yeah, but I'm I think any return, if he costs Kenny the title, that's still big. They'll yeah, still have is. the feud. It just won't be for the belt right away, but that will definitely happen, no matter what in time. So, anyways, what about? WWE 
situations. WWE. Becky Lynch cutting some good promos and yeah, I, just I love being awesome. Uh, Roman retained his universal title against Finn Balor on SmackDown. It was such a good match. Man. Yeah, I heard. They, you know, and, you know, it worked too because for Finn, like, they did a thing where the Usos jumped him before. So I'm like, okay, cool. So it's like, you know, they kind of protected him with that. Yeah, he got attacked before, still put on a great performance, and then lost. But then when Roman and Paul Heyman are walking away, the red lights flickered. And now speculation what has are they begun. Teasing? The demon. But you know what's funny? Like, and and then Could again, maybe this back. was something that they were gonna do, but I was wondering at first with the whole, you know, the bloodline and and them jumping him, like, is this gonna turn into a thing where they finally do like Balor Club, where they bring, you know, Adam Cole re-signed and he joins Balor Club and AJ comes over and they're like, okay, you got the bloodline, but we got, and That's I mean, they can call it whatever they want, but you know, we're just going to call it yeah. Valor Club right now, but maybe they have a totally different name <laughs> because, you know, those are three superstars, but it doesn't have to be a long thing. It could just be a thing where they come out to feud with the bloodline, but yeah, you know, still waiting to see what happens with Adam Cole, right? Yes, this, <laughs> I'm still on the edge of my seat. Is I'm, he coming at all out? Is he, oh my gosh, if he, it'll be the best pay-per-view of the year if he comes at all out. But Madison Square Garden, so doesn't AEW have a Madison Square Garden show? Isn't that the Daniel No, or no they just have Madison. a New York show, okay. but they are building the New York show to be a big deal. It's not in the garden, oh, though. Because I know that Edge and Seth are going at it again at Madison Square Garden. Yes. What, next week? Yeah. Is that next? Yeah. I can't wait for the, I, I, love, I loved how they did it. Yeah, usually, you know, they, it's kind of, I could see why people think it's annoying, but just anytime they but go you to just Madison pay Square and Garden. You pay attention to, it's what Seth has been doing ever since the loss. That's why I love it so much. He cuts the promo, the SmackDown after, and he's kind of like, you know, like he has a smile on his face trying to, you know, hide the fact that he lost and everything. And he's like, maybe I need to be uh, more like Edge to you know be champion again and he's like whenever he referenced like the loss of edge like he kind of like paused for a second and just kind of like started getting like angry with himself and then just went back to being you know happy cool guy whatever and then in the cesaro match you know before he like cut a promo about re-watching the match and just edge stuff and the that's just kind of how he wants to be, how he thinks he has to adjust. So in the match, he's pulling out. He did the the executioner DDT thing, and he did the like the flashback okay. thing he does, but it wasn't working. Cesaro kept kicking out, and then you know he, finally he just snaps and attacks him with a chair, <laughs> and then he does the you know how Edge was taking like the leg of the chair, yeah, and doing that. So Seth starts to do that, and then. He was going to do the the cone chair too. And then finally that drew Edge out because he had been calling him out. And so, yeah, Edge comes out and set, like he flees, but he's like smiling because that's that's all he wanted. Yeah. So he just wants to get his mom back. The like about that is, you know, the Cesaro thing. It's like, why are you doing that to Cesaro? Like you give him this WrestleMania moment and then what has Cesaro done since then? Yeah. And then you bring him back for this like 
what is go what are you doing like again that's the problem with you know wwe they're just so they're so inconsistent with their booking it doesn't make sense like they like we've talked about many times like they do a lot right again you know i've got to talk about simon miller and his ups and downs like if you watch them yet you know aew gets way more ups than downs but he's not wrong like i don't even have to watch the smackdown and stuff to know like yeah i i watch you know his ups and downs and i've i follow the stuff on twitter so i know most of the time what happened yeah i just didn't actually watch all of it and then i see him talk about it and i'm like yeah that I totally get why that's a down. You know, every once in a while I disagree with him because we don't all think the same. Yeah. <laughs> but he's not wrong. Like you, just because you love WWE so much, you don't, you can criticize it. It's just like I talk about with the Seahawks. I've been a Seahawk fan my entire life. And I hate when people are just like, oh no, you just gotta enjoy everything that they do. Now don't get me wrong, as getting older and I don't, I try not to let it bother me so much, <laughs> you know, like there's more important things in life, trust me, but I don't agree with everything that they do, you know, so I'll criticize yeah. them and I'll criticize play calls and I'll criticize a guy who doesn't make his block or, he, you know, mm -hmm. isn't paying or, any attention or drops a ball or runs the or wrong route or something. jumps off sides and yeah. stuff like that, you know, because, you know, pay attention, you know, yeah. and, and same thing with WWE. It's like, I love wrestling and I can watch it and be like, you know what? That was dumb. Or why are you doing this? Or why are you doing that? You know, and I'll do it with AEW too. Like I'm getting more and more into AEW and I'm understanding more and more how they do things. And I'm understanding more and more their wrestlers. Cause you know, it's a lot of guys, a lot of guys from the Indies that, you know, you didn't really yeah. know before. And so understanding why fans like them and everything, but some guys, it doesn't matter. You know, I'm not going to, like certain people none yeah, of us are. right but that's okay like that doesn't mean everybody has to freak out like you don't like this person you don't get eddie kingston like <laughs> hey it took some time look i'm a huge christian fan i didn't like christian at first either it took me a while i didn't like the rock at first it took me you know a minute to really pay attention to their character and what they were doing and to to appreciate it. Some people you like right away, like Ultimate Warriors. First time he ran out, I'm like, that's the greatest man ever. And yeah. we all know that <laughs> Ultimate Warrior wasn't really all that great. But you can't help it. I just loved it. So, Especially like as a know, kid and whatnot. I appreciate it more when I learn to like somebody. And yeah. So, you know, I'll keep trying. <laughs> keep paying attention. But that's wrestling. Yeah. All Out's going to be a very interesting night. Can't and, wait. Enjoy that show. Anybody who's going to watch it, yeah. we'll go over it next week. And up next. Last but not least, right? Yeah. MCU. All right. MCU talk. But first, we're going to talk about Avengers Campus. Yes, because that came before us watching What If. So we'll go in order. <laughs> yeah, so we went down to Disneyland and had a couple days at each park. And first day, you know, we got our cue for Web Slingers. I woke up at 7 to get in there. You have to... If you don't know and you're just kind of wondering, like you have, have to have a boarding pass to get on Web Slingers. There's no like fast pass or anything going on right now. So you have to have the app and you have to join a boarding group. And it starts at like seven o'clock in the morning to join a boarding group. And it fills up pretty quickly. Yeah. But we got on pretty fast early in the morning. I think it was like nine. I was going to say it wasn't, it wasn't even like 10 yet. Yeah. So, so I got up. 
I, I signed on like right at seven to get in there. And, and yet still, when I clicked on, it was like, you got a 190 minute wait. I'm like, geez, how many people clicked on this before I did at seven o'clock? A lot. But so that ride we'll talk about first because it's just it was just a lot of fun. Like I've heard criticisms yeah. and I'll just say that it's like if you've ever been on Toy Story Mania and, you know, you're, there's screens and you're shooting at stuff with uh, the 3D. Little, yeah trigger or little gun thing that you got to pull back on but on this you're just you're pretending to shoot webs and you're so you're just flinging your arms like spider-man just back and forth it's literally it captures motion yeah it, it's awesome like what and you know you're only shooting at spider bots that have gone out of control there's no other characters or anything it's just spider-man spider bots yeah so if if you think that's lame then i mean i guess i guess so but I, I had awesome. a blast. It was so fun. Glad that we got to do it twice. I also got a workout in from it. Yeah, right. Forearms. <laughs> so, you know, and then the second day we did it again. So, you know, second day so at, cool. at California Adventure. So that's a lot of fun and definitely, you know, worth it. But since that's the only ride right now, what else is there? It's, it's not huge. It's just where Bugs Land was. But it's still cool. Like as soon as you walk in, it's like the music, right? Yeah. You know, the Avengers music. It hits you. And it just gave me chills walking in. And then, you know, they got their photo ops. You know, there's a place where Spider-Man comes. That's like his spot. So it's, well, at least I think it's only Spider-Man. Only person we yeah. ever saw that's Because it's like right by his ride. Yep. So got to and, see Spider-Man. And Spider it's above the, where he's doing his, his stunts. Yep. And then... The second day, we saw the little stunt show that he did, which was really cool. That was crazy. Then there's like, you know, swarm a place. We went to the the Pim Test Kitchen yes. and got the chicken sandwich. Oh Me and you both gosh. had the chicken sandwich. Huge. It was so freaking good. It was really good. Uh, others in the family got the big old pretzel. That was good. I ate some of that, too. I loved going inside. It was really cool. Yeah, it has the... Uh, Oh, what's it? Why am I forgetting what it's called? I don't remember it either. Oh my goodness. I'm literally picturing Endgame where he's like, we don't have another quantum tunnel. Boom, figured it out. There you go. <laughs> Has a quantum tunnel above and just it's like all regular sized pretzels go in. And then on the other side, they come out either really big or really small. And then like the dispensers have like huge soda cans on the ceiling. Yeah. And like it's like connected to the wall with the dispensers. Just cool little stuff. Seeing the big Quinjet on top of the, you know, that's going to be a ride eventually. That's why, you know, those doors weren't open. Ah, okay. But that's going to be a ride. The, it's a Quinjet ride or something. So that's going to be really cool. But you got Avengers walking up on the platform of the, of the, I guess it's supposed to be the tower. It's not like a huge tower, but. Building. Yeah. So, you know, Captain Marvel, we saw up there, a lot of Black different Panther. People. Um, wasp. I was. I thought that was really cool. I'm like, oh dang, they got the wasp. Like, wow. We saw the fight that they did with uh, Black Widow and some of the, you know, different agents. I guess of like Task Taskmaster looking. I don't know, like minions. I guess. Yeah. Taskmaster was out there fighting with Black Panther. That was. We were not prepared for that at all. Yeah, we just were just walking by, and it just started. It was going after down. we ate uh, at the test kitchen. Yep, we uh, it was good we, timing. Well, first we had to go out because there were no seats available. That was pretty funny. But we ate, and then we go back in, and it's like they're up top, and something's happening. We're like, "What is going on?" 
So we go in the crowd, and yeah, there's like a huge little shell thing. Yeah, got and we got pictures with Iron Man. That was awesome. Got pictures with Cap and and the Wasp, and then of course Loki. But we didn't get yeah. to see any variant Loki. It was just the Loki, you know. I mean, awesome Loki with the horns yes. and all decked out. And Best that Loki. was awesome. Yeah, I would say the same. And we went by the Sanctum, but they do they were doing something at night there, but we never saw what it was. Yeah, there was I, always I, a big line. I was like, I think that's where because I know there's a place where Doctor Strange is. And he's kind of doing his little stuff, but we never yeah. got to see it. Uh, like there was like the doors right there. We didn't get to see him open at all, unfortunately. Yeah, the last night Loki and Thor were walking over there for something, but we just didn't wait around. Said to hello, see. but yeah, that's really. I mean, there's not. I can see why some people would be disappointed, I guess. But for me, I loved it. It was fun. I just I got some got some cool Spider-Man goggles. They're yeah. freaking awesome. You had to get you know little bit of merch you know right yeah like so, i have to like it's like it's spider-man yep it, but it was got. awesome to see you know the characters that we saw some of which we've seen before but like you said like wasp iron man i'd never you know we had only been in the hall of armor that was over at disneyland yeah so never saw iron man so that was awesome because you know he's my favorite spider-man's yours but most of the characters we had seen before but just Hopefully they do Deadpool at some point since he's going to be in the MCU. He's coming. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the only thing. It's it's hard because, you know, I kind of wanted to see some characters from, like, the shows. Yeah. You know, it would have been right. cool to see, like, Wanda or, you know. So when I say Captain America, we saw we saw Steve Rogers. Yeah. You know, we didn't see was Sam like, Wilson. You know, I get it, but I kind of want to see Sam Wilson, to be quite honest. And, and yeah, like, no Bucky but. and stuff. But then again, it all just kind of depends i don't know how they do all that stuff no like shang chi even though that movie was about to come out and then again you don't know he probably we will don't be there spend soon. all the time in there you know you, we go out we go back in we yeah go out, we so go who knows in, maybe so. maybe we missed the window all the disney plus show characters come out exactly so but yeah i mean it's a lot of fun they did have a setup on the other side kind of where they had like i don't know if you've ever been there but on with where captain marvel was coming out before Avengers Campus opened. They still have that area there. And so then they had a setup for like Sam Wilson, the shield and the wings. So I was always wondering like, does he come out here or anything? But nobody ever came out there. But then there was a WandaVision like setup where you could get oh, a picture so cool. where it looks like you're, you know, sitting on the couch and, you know. In the TV screen. Yeah. It's like just you, a really you, cool setup. Uh, what do you call it? You set it up with the TV screen and the shot and everything. It was so cool. Just little fun little details like that. And Real the, quick. Oh, go ahead. the Miss Minutes one. Oh, yeah. Kind of over by the that Avengers like shop building yeah, that we saw. Avenger. It's like hidden. Kind of. There's that and like the Monsters Inc. ride is, you know, right next to it. Yeah. And then it's, Miss, then you can, if you look, you could miss it so easily, but then you see a yeah. big old Miss Minutes that you can stand by and get pictures. Jump scare you just like in the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny if she moved or did anything. <laughs> like but, you go uh, up to her and she's like, hey there. But yeah, we weren't let down. But nope. real quick, I just wanted to, even though this is MCU portion, we got to talk about the Rise of the Resistance ride. That was what wow. we had never done either. Hadn't been open. You know, we hadn't been there in two years because of everything. And so it opened <clears throat> after the last time we had been there. But we had done Smuggler's Run before. Galaxy's Edge was open, just not that ride. 
This time we finally got to do it, but I didn't know about the queue. So the first day we didn't get to do it. So our second Disneyland day, I got on it, made sure we got that queue. And that ride might be my favorite ride ever. My favorite Disneyland ride. It was, it was awesome. I just am... hope you can get in the queue. And, and yeah. you know, again, you can only do it once a day. Right now, I mean, eventually I'm assuming they're going to open it all up. But as of right now, these rides, you know, you have to get a boarding pass and you can only do it once a day because of it. So good luck to you. That it, it's amazing. worth it. You have to do it if you're like looking into it. Like just, it is so worth it. I had no clue what to expect. I yeah, kinda, we refused to watch anything on it until we yeah, got to do it. Yeah, I was it. like, I don't want to see anything. I just want going blindfolded. And even like, you know, initially when the right when it first started, I was kind of mad about it. And then it picked up. It was. Well, that's because you didn't realize that that was only the beginning. Yeah. Like, it's like, there's like stages to the ride. It's like, it's, it's like I don't want to spoil it for anybody, even though I know that some you can easily just watch it on YouTube. But if you're like us, you didn't want to see that. So it's like, give it, a, don't, don't assume the beginning is all that there is. Let's just say yeah. that. It's awesome. <laughs> it's so freaking cool. So anyways, now let's talk about what if episode four this that, was <laughs> what if dr strange lost his heart and not his hands now it's funny because it's a very i can see why people wouldn't like this episode because it's all about dr strange right yeah so and like for me i'm not a big dr strange fan like we've talked about before i didn't go out to theaters to see that movie that was one of the few that i didn't go out and see right away i just waited and then when i watched the movie when i bought it and watched it i was like oh it's really good and then you know obviously dr strange is awesome in the movies and stuff like that, all of his parts and everything that he does and you're just like oh yeah really cool so but i know that there's still people that don't really care so for this episode they might be like oh who really cares not that great but especially the way it ended so you know spoiler alert spoiler alert by the, again, it's been, you know, three days, four days. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I'm not too worried about it. But so basically, instead of when he crashes his car, he his hands get all messed up. This time, Christine is with him. And because in this universe, like they're going out together to go get some award that he's supposed to get. And they get rammed into from behind. And when his car crashes, she dies. And so he's totally distraught because he was so in love with her. And so he, he's so depressed. He needs to bring her back. He needs to find a way. And so he goes to the mystic arts because he's looking for answers and mm -hmm. reasons. And so eventually he gets, you know, his hands on the time stone and, you know, they're telling him, no, you can't do it. And so, you know, he's being patient and he's not, and he stops Dormammu and all of that stuff. And, but then he can't take it anymore. So he uses the time stone to go back and try to save her. But no matter what he does, she keeps dying. And so then the ancient one visits him, you know, obviously she's dead, but it's, you know, like a temporal illusion type thing. Mm -hmm. And so she's basically saying, you know, you can't do this. You're going to destroy everything. And so she's going to try to stop him, but she can't, she's not powerful enough. But at, the, well, at this point he had already, started devouring stuff right 
No. Oh yeah, okay. So uh so she Not tries yet. to fight him, but because th that scene is where she sends him that's where he ends up in the one place. Oh yeah, that's right. That's when he he disappears. Yeah. To where she can't find him. So they kind of they fight and he looks like he kind of won in a way. He he escapes, but I mean he could have won, it looks like. But he kind of disappears. He's like, I'll go somewhere where she can't find me, basically. So then he goes to this place to try to find out, you know, it's basically like a library, a sorcerer library. And uh, she had done something to him, but she just didn't know what it was. It, it, yeah. it seemed like she just didn't do anything in a sense. But uh, later on, you find out that she did something. So he goes to this library to find out how he can bring her back because she had told him that what you can't erase an absolute like nothing that you can do can save her she's gone it's an absolute so if you do anything it will destroy everything is what she's trying to warn him but he's like nope i know there's a way because i've read it somewhere so he goes to this library to find out how and basically he needs more power is what he finds out so he has to start basically devouring other like sorcerers or other or beings beings of of you know magic and so he's doing that and you're and he's doing it to these crazy things to gain more power. So then this is when you find out that the what the ancient one had done was she had basically separated him into two. She had made two halves of him because she knew the only person that could stop him was himself. So then you kind of go back to where he had made the decision to go back in time. And you see that there is a different Doctor Strange, and he, you know he didn't, you know, choose the bad thing. So now she had she goes to him, the Ancient One, to tell him, you know, you got to stop yourself, because he walked outside and saw like crazy stuff going on. And he's like, what's happening? And then she appears, and she's like, well, yeah, your other self uh, is destroying everything. Yeah, and I had to do this so you could stop him. So he goes to try to stop him. Well, actually. The other one finds him. <laughs> and so basically he's like, I need the the evil strange is saying, I need we need to be whole again so we can bring her back and save her. And then the good strange is like, no, it'll ruin everything. So obviously they fight. Da -da 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 -da. Big fight sequence. And you know, you kinda I kinda in a way I'm like, he's too powerful. He's devoured all these things. But then you're like, well, but the other strange is gonna win, right? Because not everything's gonna end. Little do you know <laughs> that no, the bad one's gonna win and he's gonna try to bring her back, and he does, and then the world and universe are destroyed. Yeah, the watcher's like, you know, he can see the watcher at this point, and he's like, Why don't you do anything? I know you you can stop everything. And the watcher's like, You were warned numerous times, I'm only here to to observe. I can't interfere because if I interfere, it messes up all the other it. You know, it ruins the multiverse. Like this universe, you made your decision. This one straight gone. up told him it's not worth it for you. And then he has to watch Christine <laughs> get, you know, die again, even yep. though he saved her just for her to die. And then he's like, I'm so sorry. And he's alone in this little tiny little bubble, not bubble, like mm -hmm. sphere Some... thing that's just left over and it's just him in it. And the whole rest of the universe is gone and he's just crying. It's crazy. It's a crazy episode. Like, wow. <laughs>
And again, I mean, I guess some people wouldn't like it, but I enjoyed it. I en- I enjoyed it. It was not at all what just how it went and everything. I'm like, oh dang. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a different universe. Like, right? <laughs> it's just crazy. Just like with the what if is like where everything changed. Like, oh, he takes Christine out for a date. And the world ends because of it. That's basically what happened. Because she dies. He can't live with it. And then it's, it's crazy, too, because, like, you know, he tries all these scenarios. So, like, at first, you know, like I said, when the first time when it very first happened, they get rear-ended, you know, driving fast on a, uh, you know, on a road over a cliff, you know, and they so they go over the edge. So when he first goes back, they go out again. And I'm like, why would you take her out on that same road? And, <laughs> and then they're talking and I'm like, you don't you remember what happens here? And so when they get Randy, you're like, dummy. <laughs> and so then he goes back again. And then it's like, oh, you know, kind of change it up it. a little. But no matter what they do, she dies anyway. Or it's like, let's go a different route. And then still gets rammed by like a, a semi truck. Yeah. And then another time they're dancing at a party and then she like looks like she just has a heart attack or something it's like then one time he doesn't even go to pick her up and i'm like she's still gonna die and sure enough he's like in a bar just drinking and on the tv screen it's like you know the building or maybe her building blew up like she had went home and there was a fire or something and but she died like no matter what she died it was like yeah you just have to live with that man but no he couldn't let it go it consumed him and it's just those crazy things about decisions and choices, right? Like some things just can really steer everything into a whole another direction. And that's what's cool about all this. Like I can't wait for the next episode. What if is awesome. I bought a what if shirt down at Disneyland. You did. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking for Avengers Campus one and they didn't have my size in the one that I liked. So they had a sweet what if shirt. I bought that. Got that in so, yeah. uh, Enough about that. Now let's just kind of discuss Shang-Chi is apparently doing great at the box office and it could maybe even surpass Black Widow. Like it was projected at about 60 million and now they're saying it could be between 75 to 85 million. So Dang. it's going strong and, you know, the word of mouth and all the reviews and everything I think is really what's pushed it. I don't. I don't, and I don't mean this in any offense. I mean, I don't think it was as anticipated as everything else. But and I, think oh no, they knew it that, wasn't, and so they put out, you know, they let people talk. They lifted the embargo. I, I don't think they, well, yeah, they lifted the review embargo earlier than they usually do. They even do did some free screenings. And they let people talk about it earlier than they normally do. They're like, you can talk about it, but don't give spoilers. And so they did that on purpose because they were like, look, this is a good movie. It's coming out in theaters. We know that, you know, a lot of people are scared because if you looked at the box office, like some movies did great right away. Like Black Widow got like 80 million and then went down like 67% the second week. It was all front loaded. And so they know that that's a possibility of this happening. So they wanted people to go see it this first week. So if it does drop in in the second week, like it's still going to be a $200 million. I can't remember what Black Widow's made domestically, like if it got to 250, but it definitely got over 200 million, I believe. So considering everything, that's not bad. Yeah. And so, you know, hopefully Shang-Chi 
matches that. But I'm still not, even though, yes, we just went to Disneyland, <laughs> I'm still not, you know, running out there to go see it. Like, yeah. Like we talked about, like we did that because that was something we are really, really anticipating and really, really missing and really, really wanting to go do. And so we did it. But going to the movies right now, it's like, I, I can be patient with this. And even though it's been out, you know, I haven't seen a single spoiler. Not to say, oh, it has, Black Widow hasn't got to 200 million. It's at 181 and 189 international. Same thing. Still, you know, it's going to push. Close, <laughs> Same thing. Close to those. I mean, those are good numbers, all things considered. And I know that Scarlett Johansson is mad about the whole situation, but if Shang Chi does the same type, what, of what numbers, a way to go out is Black Widow, right? What do you mean? Like you mean with her being upset? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah, she's yeah, probably yeah. just done being Black Widow. So, yeah, exactly. And if Shang Chi does similar numbers, and I mean, doesn't that just show it's just it didn't matter that it was Disney Plus too? I don't know. Maybe not. I mean. I just think we're in new times now and I don't think even when we're talking about Eternals or even Spider-Man, it's going to be that much different. Spider-Man might do more money because yeah. it's Spider-Man and this one with the multiverse and all, all the stuff, it'll do more money, but I still don't think it's, I think it's going to be a while before we see any movie, you know, do more than a half a billion overall. Like I think, f9 probably got there like spider-man will do that but you're not going to see a ton of movies do that like we're not going to have those billion dollar pictures people are going to go see it i don't know how many times people are going to go to theaters to see movies they're going to see it and then they're going to wait or they're not going to see it they're just going to wait that's just the way it's going to be from now on i think <laughs> at least for a while and yeah i mean i'm good waiting Spider-Man, I think, might be that first one that we'll have to go see in theaters. And even then, I'll be like, let's wait two weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's wait Ma two weeks. Make sure, you know, go it's not a, a packed day. theater. Yep. You know. Go in the middle of the day on, you know, a, a Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Boom. <laughs> so, but anyways. Yep. What If was awesome. We loved Avengers Campus. Everybody out there. You know, you guys do you. Stay safe. Enjoy. Yeah, stay safe whatever you do. Enjoy your football. Oh, real quick, this has nothing to do with Marvel, but Huskies play today. College, oh, we forgot football to, is back. We literally talked about trying to mention it in this episode, and we almost forgot to mention it. Yeah, so just throw it in <laughs> at the end right here. You know, go dogs. Go dogs. Good luck to your college teams out there, and hopefully I hope the Huskies we get a beat whole them. season. You know, yeah, right. We only got four games for the Huskies last year. Was it five? I don't remember. It wasn't a lot. So Barely anything. Hope everybody gets their whole football seasons in. Like I said, be safe. Do you. Enjoy your wrestling, basketball, yeah. football, MCU, DC, whatever you're into. Have fun out there. In your multiverse. And we'll keep it our way here in our multiverse. Enjoy yourselves. Thanks for listening. Peace out.